you're headed back to your seat or you're standing, well, just turn around and tell somebody your breakthrough's coming. Your breakthrough's coming. Hallelujah. We're so thankful today. This has been a great, great month. We've heard, had some tremendous preaching this month. And our young men that are just, I tell you, they really just hear from the Lord and, and preaching straight to the heart of the church. And, and I'm thankful for them, what they're doing today. Let's give the Lord a hand as Brother Jake comes to preach to us this morning. Hallelujah. You believe in faith, you can see a miracle. Not that you think breakthrough is coming, but that you know breakthrough is coming. Come on, somebody. My God gave me a promise, and so I know that breakthrough is coming. It's not a question. It's just a question about when and how. And I don't have to know the when or the how to know that breakthrough is coming. I know my breakthrough is coming. I know my healing's coming. I know my answer's coming because my God gave me a promise. My breakthrough's coming. Standing on the promises of God. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. I know breakthrough is coming. And we're going to flow right in that vein today as we preach. But I, I'm going I'm to read you a little bit first today, so I'm going to let you be seated. But first, we're going to pray one more time. Let's lift your hands and pray and be ready to receive the word. Lord, we love you today. Lord, let this presence continue. Let the anointing that's flowing in this house continue with the preaching of your word. But I pray that you'd anoint my lips of clay today. I know that you've spoken to me. Lord, I know you've given a word for the people in this church today. Lord, I pray that we'd be ready to receive it. Lord, that we'd be praisers. Lord, that we'd receive it with worship and thanksgiving. Lord, in faith and expectancy today. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I bind and curse and rebuke all doubt and fear and intimidation and anything that would hinder us today. Lord, and I speak liberty and freedom in the Holy Ghost to receive, to be delivered, to take hold of the promise in the name of Jesus, in the name that's above every name and that holds all power in heaven and in earth, in the name of Jesus. Someone shout in the name of Jesus. And everyone said amen. You can be seated today. I want to preach to us this thought today for just however long the Lord wants me to be. Premeditated miracle. Premeditated miracle. Now I'm gonna read I'm gonna read you this little this little story from Exodus. That's why I'm just gonna let you be seated today. And it's in Exodus 15. You can follow along or Read it straight out of your Bible. Exodus 15. Now, Israel has just come through the Red Sea. God has just delivered them out of the hand of Egypt. They are no more to be bothered and oppressed, beaten and enslaved by Egypt anymore. It's behind them. The Lord told them that Egypt, that these ones that are chasing you, that have been oppressing you, said you're not going to see them again no more forever he said it's done it's over they've come through and so Moses starts to praise and as I read this today I want you to I want you to think about you being one of those those children of Israel standing there listening to Moses just glorify God and the feeling that you would have after just coming through something like that it says then saying Moses and the children of Israel, this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he is become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in habitation, my father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. 
Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of thine excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou sentest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright as in heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue. I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. That's what the enemy said. Thou didst blow thy wind. The sea covered them, and they sank as lead in the mighty waters. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou stretched out thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in the strength unto thy holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. All our enemies are going to hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Palestina. And then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed. The mighty men of Moab trembling shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them. By the greatness of thine arm they shall be as still as a stone. Till thy people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over which thou hast purchased. Have you been purchased? Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. For the horse of Pharaoh went with his chariots and with the horsemen into the sea. And the Lord hath brought again the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. And then Miriam starts to sing a song. She just joined right in. says, Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand. And all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. For the horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Now just a few more verses here. I'm going to show you where they, this is. They, where they went from here, singing praises, and they still had traveling to do. They still had to make their way to that land of promise. It says, so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. And they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not even drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Mara. And the people murmured against Moses. Poor Moses. Really, sometimes I'm just like, man, I hate it for you. They murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. Which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance. And there he proved them and said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and shall keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. And they came to Elam, where were twelve wells of water and threescore and ten palm trees. And they encamped there by the waters. So in this story here, we see, no doubt, the Israelites had a reason to sing and to dance and to praise and to rejoice 
and to give God glory and to give God honor and to, and to praise Him in the dance and with the timbrels. And, and they had a reason. I mean, how if anybody has ever had a reason to glorify God, what they just came through. This, was, this wasn't just, it wasn't only, uh, you know, uh, emotional healing for them or, or, or release from bondage. It, it, there, there were millions and millions of these children of Israel that had been enslaved for centuries by Egypt. And in one day, God brought them out. And when Egypt thought, you know what, never mind, we're going to take them back. We're going to bring them back into captivity. The Lord parted the waters of a sea made it stand up like a wall and they walked across not on mud but on dry land if anybody's ever had a reason to praise God Israel had a reason they were delivered from slavery literally walked through a miracle had victory over their oppressors they were free and on their way to a land of promise that God had promised them They had a reason to rejoice. Church, hasn't God brought us through some stuff? Has God not brought us through some Red Seas? In 12 plus years, has God not answered big prayers and delivered and healed and set free and answered prayers? And brought us through. Has God not done it? Do we not have a reason to give God praise and give God glory because He had dealt bountifully with us? Do we not have a reason to give God some praise? Some of you look like you don't. I said, Has God ever brought you through anything? Do you really have a reason to sit there and say, what shall we drink? God just brought me through the Red Sea. God just performed them. He's done it before. How are you going to walk around and say, what shall we drink? What shall we do? Moses, how are we going to make it? I tell you, we got a reason to praise God and give Him glory. We got every reason to praise God. We got every reason to expect a miracle. Just like the Israelites, right out of great victory. Life does bring us to bitter waters sometimes. Sometimes you come straight out of the Red Sea, glorify God, and then you come to some bitter waters. It happens in every single life. God does not hate you and want to punish you. It happens to the just and the unjust. Life brings bitter waters sometimes. And it comes in the form of financial struggle. I believe somebody can testify there's no stress like financial stress. There's nothing that will make you meaner and more ornery than money problems. Make you lose more sleep than financial struggle. It comes in heartbreak. It comes in sickness. It comes in disease. It comes in hurt. It comes in crushed dreams and plans that have suddenly been halted. All kinds of situations and circumstances arise and it's bitter water. It's not an oasis in the middle of the desert. It's not a place of comfort in the middle of this wilderness. It's bitter water. They said we finally got to some water and we can't even drink it. Life brings that bitter water. As individuals, as a church, sometimes we come 
to that Mara. It happens. But I want to tell you today, a tree don't just grow overnight. It takes years, sometimes many years, that that tree starts growing beneath the surface first, breaks the surface of the ground, small, and over years it grows, becomes strong comes rooted, can survive storms and wind and all kinds of, and survive the elements. And a tree doesn't just grow overnight. Before Israel was released from captivity, maybe before Moses even went back to Egypt to stand before Pharaoh and say, let my people go. There was a tree growing in Mara. Before the first plague, before the back and forth between Moses and Pharaoh, before God brought him out, walked him across that Red Sea, there was a tree, a single tree that had begun to grow and had been growing in Mara. And I want to tell someone today that life has brought you to Mara, brought you to bitter waters, financial struggle and heartbreak and hurt and sickness and disease and, and, and crushed dreams and plans and situations and circumstances. Life has brought you there. But I want to tell you that your tree is already planted. I want to tell you today that before you ever came to this, before you ever entered into this season of trial and tribulation, there was a tree growing in Mara for you. Before you ever started going through this struggle, God had planted a tree already. God had already said, I know they're going to come tomorrow. I'm going to bring them through miracle after miracle before they ever get there. But I'm going to plant this tree now. Come on, somebody. I'm saying that God already planned your miracle before cancer came, before financial struggle came, before heartbreak came, before your problem came, before those bitter waters ever came. God had already planted a tree. I wish somebody could just give him glory right now. I wish you could praise him with all your heart for just a second. I'm trying to tell you that the date and the time of your miracle was stamped on your life. Before you ever came to this bitter water. Before they ever said brain cancer. Before they ever said stage 4 cancer. Before you, your life ever fell apart. Before you ever came to these bitter waters. Before you ever ha had all these financial struggles. God already had the date and time of your miracle stamped on your life. God already had the check written. God already had your healing. God already had your physical and emotional deliverance. It was already planted in Mara before you ever got there. See, we look at it and it surprises us. We don't. I'm glad a lot of times that we can't plan for certain things. The dread and the worry and the stress that might bring. How many times do we hear trials are going to come? Yeah, like I said, just and unjust. Whether you're living for God or you're not. Trials, tribulations, bitter water, it comes. And we look at it like, oh, this is, this is all of the same. My life is falling apart. Everything's going wrong. 
this, this, it doesn't seem to get, be getting better. It seems like it's getting worse. This is all so unexpected to me. But God, who stands outside the confines of time, already saw that you would come to this bitter water. Already saw the tears that you would cry. Already saw you sitting in that room getting that diagnosis. Already saw your heart breaking in two. Already saw there not being a dime to your name that you could find anywhere before you ever came here. God said, I'm going to plant a tree for them. I'm going to plant a tree for them in Mara. Now, knowing that, Moses spake to him. After he had cast that tree into the water and the water became sweet, they could drink it, not thirsty anymore. God provided. What a surprise. God made a way. Even when they were murmuring. I feel like God's like, I, did you not see what I just did at the Red Sea? And you're asking, you're, you're yelling at Moses, what are we going to drink? But still, God is good and gracious. And He still made a way. And Moses said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do all that which is right in His sight, will give ear to His commandments, and keep all His statutes. And this is the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now we have to be careful today that we don't let the diseases of the Egyptians get on us when we come to bitter water. We've got to be, I'm not talking about boils and frogs and locusts. I'm not talking about your cows dying. I'm talking about that, that Egyptian disease of the mind and the heart. That disease that says captivity is better than this. Giving up is better than this. If this is what being free gets me, I don't want it. That kind of disease right there. That kind of disease that says maybe God is not leading us to a promised land. Maybe, maybe we, we just made up that God gave a promise. Maybe we've been led out here to die. Maybe we caught a lucky break and we escaped Egypt, but we're going to die out here in the wilderness. Maybe we are going to starve to death. Maybe we are going to thirst to death. Maybe God didn't speak to me. Maybe there is no promised land. That kind of Egyptian disease of the mind and the heart. Don't let it take hold of you. It did on the Israelites so many times. And thank God for His mercy and grace that He had on them. But I'm telling you, it's not the will of God that we suffer from the diseases of the Egyptians and that we get to bitter waters and say, well, maybe God's hand is not on my life after all. Maybe God is not paying attention to me. Maybe God hates me. Maybe I've angered Him. Maybe there is no promise. Maybe healing is not coming. Maybe I'm never going to come through this. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I stand against the diseases of the Egyptians in the name of Jesus. I speak against and rebuke that captivity mindset that kind of faithlessness and doubt I curse it in the name of Jesus I speak freedom and liberty to every heart and mind in this place today I said in the name of Jesus, I speak freedom and liberty from captivity on every mind and heart and soul and body and spirit and life. You're not in Egypt anymore. You are not in Egypt anymore. And God already planted a tree in Mara. You are not a captive. God did make you a promise. God did promise you healing. God did take stripes for your healing. God is a deliverer. God is the restorer. Yeah. 
I rebuke that murmuring and complaining attitude in the name of Jesus. I tell you what, coming to bitter waters, it don't have to make you bitter. Don't you come to that bitter water and let it make you bitter and corrupt you and corrupt your mind and heart. If you look around, you might see one single tree that God's already planted. I ain't going to go but just another minute. I want to make this last point right here. after this after Moses after God provided he gave him that sweet water in Mara provided for him then he spoke to him said you know cleave to me my statues hearken to me do what I'll tell you I'm not going to put I'm not going to let that disease uh, of the mind the heart I'm not going to let that Egyptian mindset uh, it, it can't hold you if you don't let it he he, he told him, you know, made him this promise. And, and, and then it says, and then they came to Elam, where were 12 wells of water, and there were 70 palm trees. And they encamped there by the waters. You have to read between the lines to realize this. They did not camp in Mara. They did not set up their tents and stay in Mara. God provided for them, but they still knew we still got to keep going. And after God had provided for them in the middle of that, brought them from that bitter water, He still took them to Elam where there was more than what they needed. There was 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees. An oasis in the middle of the wilderness God brought them to. And it says, and they camped there. They camped in Elam. They didn't set up camp in Marah. They didn't set up camp in Marah. They decided I'm not staying in this place of bitter water. I'm not just going to be satisfied with this one tree that we had to throw into the God still got a promise for us. This is not the place of promise. It might be where I got healed. It might be where I got delivered. It might be where God provided for me. But I'm still going to Elam. And I'm going to set up camp in a place where there's more than enough. Where there's everything that I Don't set up camp in Mara. Don't stay in that place of bitterness. Don't stay in that place of trial and tribulation when God's trying to push you to Elam. I tell you what. When we get that cancer, those, those cancer-free reports, I guarantee you they ain't going to be hanging out of the hospital. I guarantee you they ain't going to say, I think I'll go for a round of chemo today. They're going to say, I'm going to live healed. I'm going to be blessed in my latter greater than my former. I tell you what, when God delivers you and sets you free, you don't stay around them things that you had to stay around in Mara. You go on to Elam. You walk in liberty. You walk in deliverance. You walk in healing. And move on. Come on, somebody. Lift your hands to the Lord right now and give Him some praise. I wish somebody would receive this word right now. Come on, receive this word right now. Make up in your mind. I am not setting my tent up in Mara. I am not going to stay in this place of bitter water. The Lord will provide, and I'm going to Elam, and then I'm going to the promised land. Come on, somebody. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Come on, my question is to you today, will you look around and see the tree? Would you look around and see the palm tree and let the Lord make your bitter water sweet today? Or are you going to drink bitter water? That's my question to you. Are you would you step out today and, and watch what the Lord will do? Or are you just going to stay and try and drink bitter water? to instruct you the Holy Ghost is already moving why don't you step out and get that blessing right now I'm not staying in Mara I'm not staying in Mara I'm not setting up camp in Mara I'm not going to be bitter I'm not going to be defeated I'm not going to be a captive again I'm not going back to Egypt. It's not going to stay this way. It's not going to stay this way. I'm not pitching my tent in Mara. This is it and I'm done. This is it and I'm done. If you're thirsty, if you've been three days in the wilderness without water, I know, I know you're in here today. Don't just lay there by a pool of bitter water wishing that you could drink some sweet water. The Lord has already had your tree planted. And now that you're here, now that you've come tomorrow, the Lord's trying to show you, I've got your tree. Get your eyes off that nasty water and look over there and see that tree that I planted for you. If you're tired, if you're tired of bitter water, if you're tired of this place, I'm telling you that the Lord's got a tree for you. And He's ready today for you to get that sweet water. I said He's ready today. There's breakthrough today. There's healing today. It's here. I talk about in this service today. You can worry about where you're eating. You can worry about what's going on after. Or you can look around and say, ah, where's that palm tree at? Where's it at? I'm tired of being bitter. I'm tired of trying to drink bitter water. I'm ready for the provision. I'm ready for the miracle. I'm ready to move on to Elam. Could you lift your hands and begin to pray right now and let the Lord move? Listen, listen, listen. This is something Brother Larry said. Elijah relayed to me. If you, if, you, if you look and you study, Elam is only six miles away from Mara. And so I'll say this and then I'm done. That you're a lot closer than you think. You might be at some bitter waters. But just a few miles. Just a little bit of walking. You're not so far away as you think you are. And if you just receive this today and start walking away from Mara, you're not that far from Elam. So now, go ahead and let the Lord bless you right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
the Lord whether you want to do it by yourself or find you a dance partner we're going to praise the Lord for breakthrough today and through this praise it's not going to be empty through this praise the Lord is going to bring deliverance and healing and provision and miracles so could you start right now I don't care how hot you are how tired you are come on breakthrough breakthrough Break through, break through, break through, break through. 
Don't worry about how you look or how you sound. Did you praise the Lord? across the room. Just receive what God's got for you. Come on, seal it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Already planted. Hallelujah. It's very comforting to know that God doesn't have to come up with an answer. He's already got the answer. It's not a puzzle for him, your trial or test, and he has to say, well, let me, let me sleep on this a night and see what I can come up with. Already got the answer. He's the author and finisher of your faith. Yeah. He's the first and the last, the beginning and the ending. He already knows that the enemy's going to come, steal, kill, and destroy. He said, so I, I came so you could have life and that more abundantly. But it's nothing but 
destruction and turmoil. He said, I'll, I'll be there to bring life and life more abundantly. Thinking on that tree already planted. How many years that tree grew, how long before any of those Israelites even got close to that bitter water. But God already had an answer. There's nothing happening in your life that God don't already know about. And you haven't ended up somewhere that surprised Him. He already knows. But He provides an answer in every place. One man said it in the Scripture that with every temptation, God will make a way of escape that you're able to bear it. You don't have to create it right then. It's already in the works. In his mind, it's already happened. He already knows what's going on. But I couldn't help but think that one sometime long before you or anybody in this room was ever even a thought, there was a tree planted. That one day that tree would be fashioned into a cross. And the source of living water will be crucified upon it. Well, let me tell you, there's something. There may be some troubles and turmoil going on in your life, and God's got an answer. But, boy, for the greatest need, the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world. There was a tree already planted. And I don't know how many times somebody might have sat under it and admired the beauty of it, not realizing what it would be formed for one day. They might have thought, what a great tree this is to, to climb and to carve my initials into or to have a picnic under. But they realized that one day the Lamb of God would hang from it and bring everlasting life to every one of us, to bring sweet living water Hallelujah. to every one of us. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, God already knows. He's got a plan. A premeditated miracle. He covers all the bases. Well, that's good preaching, son. Encouraging. The Lord's mindful of us, isn't he? And we want you to know, we're, we're going to pray together one more time. We're going to pray for one another's faith. We've been doing that a lot lately. Because there's one thing that we don't want people to do is to quit before they get to that oasis. I like that. It's six miles. Every step, six miles is a pretty good walk. It is for me. <laughs> I'd be tired. Six miles on flat ground in cool weather would still be a long walk for me. I don't but you know, every step, no matter how small, was one step farther away from bitter and one step closer to better. With every step, you're, you're putting distance between you and your past and you're closing the gap between you and your answer. So don't, don't, don't look down on that one step. It's one step in the right direction. And it's for long, you'll turn around and you won't even be able to see where that pool of bitter water is at. God's good. Palm trees on the horizon. You're almost there. Take the hand of somebody beside you. Pray for their faith. Pray for their endurance. God, give them strength to take another step. Jesus, bless your people today. Empower them. Strengthen them and give them endurance. Lord, we know that we can walk our way out of this. Hallelujah. Give them strength to endure. I pray that their faith will not fail. Lord, but they'll be strengthened along the way. As they put distance between bitter and better. As they head toward that promise. Encourage them today, God. Come on. Oh, Lord, they're your children. Lead them to the oasis. Lead them to that sweet water. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In Jesus' name, give the Lord a hand.
tell your brother or sister beside you, we're going to make it together. We're going to make it together. Come on. Don't give up. Don't lay down. Don't quit. We're going to enjoy that oasis together. Hallelujah. Praise God. I tell you, these young men of the last few weeks have really preached to our people because of the needs that are here. These messages have just been like healing balm for our people. I'm thankful for the Lord filling young men and young preachers with words to encourage his, his saints. And uh, I tell you, it's hard for me not to get up and preach right behind them. They inspire me, so, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to get ready to dismiss you and get you out of here. But we want you to know that this is a church that will stand behind you. This is a church that will pray for you and with you. This is a church that believes in miracles. All of our visitors, thank you again for being with us. Give our visitors a hand. If we can be of any help or assistance ever, you just let us know we're honored that you chose to be with us today. To all the, the assorted family that's here, that was here for the baby dedication, thank you for being here. We're so proud for this new little addition to you guys' family. Looking forward to seeing great things in Miss Abigail, Joe. We love that family. We love you all. Have a wonderful day. Prayer meeting tomorrow night, prodigal prayer. Be here at 7 o'clock. It's going to be a great time in Jesus' name. We love you. You can be dismissed today in the fear of the Lord. God bless you.